and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Court with UC Elite. I'm Coach Stacy, and today we have Coach Anuj and Coach Jonah on this episode. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Yep, we're really excited to be here. All right, yeah, so this is also our first time where we're recording while there's practice, so you might hear some of the, the cheers in the background from, from the practices that are going on at the facility, and we just wanted to kind of test it out, see would be like it kind of feels cool that it's in the background just knowing that oh wow like we hear the girls cheering we hear the like all the balls bouncing and getting hit and all that yeah yeah, yeah I agree. cool so in this episode we're gonna go into both of coach jonah and coach anuja's story with how they started playing volleyball they're also a young coach being Class of 2022 Logan graduates who played yeah. at Logan volleyball as well. So very young, and I'm just excited to hear your guys' point of view and just what you've experienced so far. So I think Anuj, you're gonna go first about how you got started, right? Yeah, so I'd like to first thank Stacy for you know, uh, hosting this podcast for me and Jonah to be on it. But yeah, I, I've been with UC Elite for the past almost five years now. Uh, this is my first year as a coach. Um, so, you know, I played my four years at high school. I joined UC Elite before I even started high school. I didn't even know which high school I was going to go to, whether that was American High School or James Logan. But I tried out for the 14s team. Uh, we, I made the team, but we didn't have enough players to fill the roster. So Coach Randall, who was here at the time, uh, he moved me up to the 16s team. And that was, you know, a big deal. Uh, but I really didn't know what I was getting into. Um, I wasn't someone that was taking volleyball as serious at the time, but Coach Randall, who was also the varsity coach for James Logan, uh, he really took me in and trained me from the start, and uh, it was only right that after my high school career, I could come back and help the younger athletes just like how I was helped. Yeah. at the time I agree it's just okay so uh, hello my name's Jonah uh, I played for I played volleyball for about like three or four years um, then I started coaching so going on now um, I was coached by coach Conan Randall and uh, here and there coach Oliver um, and a lot of the time I spent on the court was just like you know with my friends developing as um, just as players in general so that's pretty much where I came from and then we can just go into more where we started, I guess, right? Yeah, I think, uh, so it's kind of cool. Um, you guys mentioned that you guys played together. Yeah. Like, how, how did that come about, and how, how did you guys meet? Yeah, so <laughs> it's actually a, it's, we actually have a funny story. Um, so, you know, like freshman year, we all have to take bio. Uh, so, you know, first day of class, we end up getting put at seats right next to each other. I didn't know him. Again, like, I didn't even, I didn't go to the school district, so I'm coming, I'm a new kid. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm sitting next to Jonah, you know, we used to have good memories that semester, um, you know, playing video games in class. I remember that was a big <laughs> thing. Yeah, we had a sign. You remember that? We would say like, hey, and then we just go in the game. Yeah, we, we it, was just, it was just playing games in our class. And then, um, you know, starting the spring, like starting the spring, that's when our school season started for boys. So again, I was playing already by the time. So that year I made the JV team. Um, so I would come to school with two backpacks, one for school and then one for, you know, the volleyball. And then uh, I remember Jonah, he, he was asking me, like, oh, shoot, like, 
like, what's that bag for? Yeah, right? Why you got two bags, bro? Like, that's what I was wondering the whole time. So, like, we ended <laughs> up talking, like, you know, I was, I was playing volleyball. Like, yo, Jonah, you're tall. Like, you should also, like, come try it. Yeah, no, I vividly remember uh, when I was walking into class and I seen this guy struggling with two backpacks on me. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why you got two backpacks? And he was like, uh, you know, I just, you know, it's for my game or I, it's game day. You know, I got to get ready. I was like, oh, cool, what sport do you play? And he was like, he starts flexing. He was like, volleyball. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool, yeah, my cousin plays. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll go to your game. And then um, ever since then, going on practices and games that he would tell me about, I'd just get excited, and I think that's what made me want to start playing. Yeah, and again, his cousin, his older cousin was a senior when I was a freshman, so I knew that, you know, it was in the family. So I was always trying to convince Jonah <laughs> to play. Uh, he was kind of against it, you know. I think there's a there's a little bit of a stigma in boys volleyball, kind of just like yeah, going into high school, I can agree. With yeah, that. like yeah. not many people want to play it. You know, everyone wants to play basketball or football, which I understand. But uh, but uh, that's why I didn't understand until I actually went to a game. So boys, if you're out there, if you're playing basketball, I guarantee you, if you go to a game, you'd understand why people love this sport so much. Because yeah. I did firsthand, and I loved it. And I went on with it. Yeah. Yeah. So your freshman year, did you play, Jonah? No, I I played at the end of my freshman year. Yeah. And that's what it was really a news that got into my ear and also my cousin because after he stopped playing he became a coach for another team mm -hmm. and he just let me on the team so that made me feel really excited I was like dude I need to hop onto a team sport because throughout my whole life I just did MMA and like wrestling so that's all I did wow cool what um so from your experience Anuj like starting off from what I understand you did club first and then yeah. you went into high school season and then you went what was like going back to club season after yeah. your first year? So my freshman year, again, I got pulled up to the 16s, and that was mainly based on need. Uh, they didn't have another middle. And so, again, like, I'm the youngest guy on the team, and the other middle was, like, six foot one, and here I was, you know, a scrawny kid at five foot eight. So at middle, that's a very, like, short height, especially at an older age. Uh, so I wasn't the best middle at the time <laughs> but then as soon as I went to Logan even at JV I could tell like the reps that I was getting at club kind of helped me and I went back to playing outside which was my true position and I was you know the captain of the JV team you know was able to lead the team to a couple wins here and there but I could tell that the stuff that I was doing even if it was at middle or any other position at club the season before I was able to translate that no matter what position I was playing for JV. And I think that was really important um, going into it because I did not think that the jump would be so much. So after our JV season ended, uh, our varsity team made NCS playoffs and Coach Randall pulled me up, you know, I, me and a couple other players from JV. And he wanted us to get the varsity reps and practice with them, make sure that, you know, we're also pushing our game and not getting comfortable with the JV practices and whatnot. And so I think at that point, I kind of realized that, okay, my next goal is really to just make varsity no matter what. But I'm s like looking back at it, I'm super thankful that I did play for JV. I think a lot of people are discouraged by the fact that, oh, like I didn't make varsity this year. 
Oh no, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah, yeah. Like it's 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 a super helpful thing, and I think you have to understand that no matter what, I think your plan is always right. If you if you're someone that is on JV right now, as long as you're putting in the quality and the work into your ethic, like into your uh, reps, yeah, people will follow. Yeah, and like you yeah. have to make sure that you're setting a good example for everyone, because especially in the high school level, like for me. I was the only one in my grade that really was taking it serious, and that's why, like, the next year when I went to varsity, I was the only sophomore on varsity. Yeah. And, like, I was the only underclassman on varsity. Yeah. And, like, again, like, that was an uncomfortable experience for me because I didn't, I barely knew anyone on varsity, and all my friends were on the next court at JV. Mm-hmm. And it was because, one, the work I was putting in outside, and then, two, like, the work I was putting in at UC Lee and at so at wait, did you get pulled up your freshman year? I got and pulled up for my postseason, uh, for the postseason like the playoffs. Yeah, but then uh, I ended up playing 16s again at UC Lee, and then I ended up making varsity that spring. Oh, I didn't know that. My 10th grade year. But yeah, you know, know, I don't think a lot of people realize when it's high school season, like JV season, they usually don't have playoffs. So if you have the opportunity to get moved up at the end of season, it's still good reps because yeah. you get that experience. Of either way, post-season. you're going to be practicing with the team and then you know, mm-hmm. just giving your all, getting those reps. Yeah. Like like when was saying was when you when you're playing on JV, just getting those reps in general, people will follow. You'll lead just by example, and people will just come up. Like there's no harm in bettering your team or community or just giving it your all. Yeah, yeah. and, and I think the attitude reps. about it. Like, yeah. you could say, like, if you think that you're too good to be on a team, mm-hmm. <coughs> you just become, like, kind of toxic. You know what? That was me, though. Like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to admit it. Like, okay, so, you know, being a coach now, I realize I probably wasn't the best kid to be coached. But I did have my own passions and, yeah. like, mm-hmm. goals. Because, you know, the, the bloodline, like the new said, right? I wanted to be, like, one of those families that had it like that. And even now... Now I'm having like you know my little cousins go in yeah. at UC here, yeah. and it's co- it's cool to see. But um, just that bloodline thing, like that's the thing that drove me the most. And it didn't I didn't get serious about volleyball until I knew, like I said, when you pick it up, people will follow. Mm-hmm. Right? I didn't start taking volleyball serious or thinking of anything of it in the future until I knew started pointing it out, saying like, "Oh, you got bunnies, dude!" Like you know, just that support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think that also like translated throughout I think our careers like we wanted to make sure that not only am I getting good or not only am I making the varsity team like I want all my friends to make it too like I really wanted to see Jonah and other friends make it to the team so it was not only an enjoyable experience but for me but for everyone involved yeah I think I think just that support right like like Coach Albert's daughter, uh, Camille, she was also one of the reasons why I wanted to join too. Like that constant feedback saying, "Oh yeah, you can do it," mm-hmm. or like you know other friends that I looked up to. And I was like, "Yeah, this this makes me want to be on a team sport." Like watching all the teams, like you know, go down to Logan with like you know their Letterman's or their school yeah. backpacks. You know, it's crazy. I wanted that school backpack. That's why. I, <laughs> that's why I joined volleyball. That's why. And I was like, "Yep, I'm gonna make it to varsity, take that backpack." But no, and then I fell in love with the sport and I just kept going. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's just why I just kept going. So going to your guys' sophomore year, like, what was that like? Oh, that's when I started. That's when – so did you start yeah. playing club? That, so I so I was getting ready to go into club at another club. Um, 
my going into sophomore year and then you know because my cousin was one of the coaches I got in it was like an easy in but that whole season was just me you know slowly progressing and um I felt like I fell in love with the game that moment where I got my first hit and I was like yeah this is that I get what's so exciting about this that adrenaline you get yeah for sure you know it's just something about that and you constantly wanting to jump higher and higher and higher that's what made me keep or seeing other people jump high and then yeah, yeah yeah you know and then just trying to compete mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think but I've, what i've noticed is like that's the that's a boys thing like <laughs> think, um, yeah like we'll go into school like just being like hey like that tall ceiling like conan conan said this in one of the podcasts i think i think mm-hmm. like all of his friends yeah I, I think that resonated with us too like we'll see any t- tall object and be like hey who can grab the, the tallest or the highest oh that rim right there you can grab it with one l- watch me grab it with two mm-hmm. right and that's what we kept doing. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. So going into, like, high school season now, like, you guys had that club season. And, Jonah, you mentioned you started off. Did you start off on JV? Oh, yeah. I wasn't one of the – okay, so I wasn't one of the best players. But during tryouts, um, for the JV level, I wasn't exactly there either. For, for my year, first, ta- first time trying out in high school – it was like when the anime came out, like Haikyuu. So there's a bunch of kids just at tryouts. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'm not rocking with these kids. Like, <laughs> we're over here doing, like, you know, free ball drills. And I was like, nah, this is not it. So I got pulled up to the varsity court. And Randall was over here just watching me the whole time. At the time, I think they were missing out on a couple, what, like, just defense. So that's why I don't think I got pulled up to varsity at the time. But then Randall was telling me, like, the plan was if I got more games and reps in JV. That's another reason why JV is still good. You got to try your best in JV. Take all the feedback you can get from your coaches. JV really pushed me to start moving faster on my defense. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was my first year trying to play outside. Like, a new job. And during club, I just played middle. Like, that's yeah. all I knew, just jumping and hitting. Yeah. Until I just had to get pushed to play and pass. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to say sophomore year was you guys had the full season still, right? Yeah, that was – or, no, it got cut off, like – a oh, month in, part, we yeah. played, I think, two M- league games. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that was our, like, I still think about it till this day. Like, that Logan was, was really good for yeah. that varsity. Um, I think we had, it was like a week before COVID, and we had our Deer Valley tournament. We got second. We should have gotten first, but we got second. <laughs> um, and we were all feeling super good about our season, you know. Uh and then we play our two league games, and then all of a sudden there's like this all oh, like schools shutting down for two weeks, and obviously I think like everyone we thought we were coming back like oh okay m- maybe we'll just skip a couple games and we're gonna postpone it, but ultimately our season ended up getting canceled, and I don't know it, I think it's really cool to think about like what would have happened if COVID never happened you know yeah. I think I was following that team too because yeah. the senior class, yeah. like they were, I think they were gonna do some damage. So talented. They, that club, that boys season when I think Randall had the eight teens. Yeah, yeah. They got a bid, yeah. right? And that was that was pretty exciting. And I just remembered like, wow, can't wait for Logan season mm-hmm. to see these seniors, you know, yeah. go after a ring, and like the whole season just got shut down. And I felt so bad because. You know, the spring season, none of them got their senior nights and stuff like yeah. that. That's so the saddest part. it was yeah. it was kind of rough. And being 
one of uh, the basketball coaches, like we were finishing up postseason, mm. and then all of a sudden it's like, wow, like luckily we got our all our stuff. But yeah. I just felt bad for all the spring sports, you know? Yeah, but I think out of all the seasons I played at Logan, that season has stuck out the most to me. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I was like the only underclassman, so my experience was like, it was crazy because all these dudes are huge compared to me. You know, I'm still growing. I'm still getting building muscle. But the way that I was able to develop under them was the most I've developed up till now, right? Um, you know, in practice, it was always intense. Like, you had the closest friends on the team would be talking trash mm-hmm. across the <laughs> net. And I would be, like, so confused. I was like, yo, like, you guys are friends. Like, why are you guys saying this stuff right <laughs> now, right? You know, like, I would I would be like, yo, like, what is happening? But it only, like, clocked in my 18s year, which is, like, two years after. Like, oh, now I understand why they were talking, like, trash. Or now I understand why our practices were so intense. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. iron sharpens iron. Because the <laughs> talent was so high, and, like, no matter what, like, who was where, when we were scrimmaging, um, it would always be, like, high-quality, high-quality reps. And I think that's what really stuck out to me because I was able to put that into my 18s year when I was a captain. Like, mm-hmm. I was able to, you know, lead by example using experiences like that. Yeah, I think that makes a huge difference when you're a young player and you see how upperclassmen are carrying themselves, right? You know, if they're going to be one to, like, take you under the wing and, like, hey, like, this is how it's done to be able to compete at a high level. When programs or teams don't have that, it it makes the season so hard because there's no leader, you know? There's no way to, like, how are we going to be able to push ourselves to be the best, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like you can't always be on the coach for that. Like, there has to be a player – that ignites something in you yeah. always I think always there's always like every time I've been on yeah like and you said even our 18s year that was the year where everyone was just sparked with like I don't know what it is it's I just think we all wanted to prove ourselves yeah um, and then just like like I said iron sharpens iron is like you need that sense of hey bro like talk to me when you're like you know, seeing under or over the net and you can see the ground, right? <laughs> that's when you're at my level. Ah, uh, no, I'm a one up you, bro. I'm a 10 footer right now. That that competition within yourselves, that's mm-hmm. why we also had the depth charts too. You remember that news? Yeah. Yeah. That that pushed us. And he's not even a setter, but he was fourth string setter. And I was like, nah, I'm going to be third string setter. What? Yeah. So in our 18s year, Coach Conan used to do this thing before tournaments called depth charts. So usually those are seen at the college level or the professional level. Um, but I think in boys, it really means a lot because yeah. we were able to, you know, practice so hard the e- entire e- month. Every practice had a purpose. Yeah. And that's what I think some teams are missing nowadays. I- even if I were to give a depth chart, you just got to figure out what fits for which team. Not mm-hmm. every team is going to respond to a depth chart like us. But us boys, yeah, every practice, I wanted to one-up a news more and more. Yeah. Or I seen Cody jumping high. You remember Cody? Yeah. And, like, it wasn't even for your own position. He would literally put, like, for me, I would always want to set just for fun. So during water breaks, I would tell my teammates, like, come hit my sets, you know? Um, And I think Conan saw that, 
and he started putting me as the third string setter uh-huh. and that was like i don't know i would always like i don't care what outside I'm, i am whether it's one or two or even three as long as i am on the setter column like that would make my day you know <laughs> i would look at it and be like damn i'm setter number three do and you, then wait do you remember the time i i had a run because of that no i was so i was like third string set or fourth string something i forgot that i wanted to be too and i was like <laughs> oh yeah it's all good until like i was so salty that i was like fourth fifth string and i was like oh yeah it's all good until you guys need me and you guys are injured yeah i keep laughing now and then conan was like you think it's funny like threatening to injure your teammates i don't even know if he remembers it either he's like it's injuries are not a joke guys and he made us run <laughs> I, I don't remember that you don't remember that that was like early on in season yeah but um that also kind of promoted again like there was a there was an ego with all of us because uh-huh. obviously we want to be number one if not number one we want to be number two and like right on the bubble of being number one but i think after a certain point we got to it where it was like how can I be better myself and how can I be a better teammate where it's not even about how talented I am on the volleyball court, but what am I doing off the court with my teammates? What am I, you know, how am I treating my teammates? How am I treating my coaches? Because I think it gets lost where, you know, you're so caught up in like your own accolades, but being a good leader is also being a good teammate, being a good, uh, like a coachable athlete and I feel like a lot of people kind of lose that uh, when they're playing and that was one of the things that helped me be a better captain on that 18s year because I was able to you know kind of relate to everyone and I I wanted to make sure that no one thought that like I, I wanted to make sure that I didn't think I was better than everyone and I think Conan really encouraged that too like out of me so I, I forget junior year. Did you guys have a season? No, <coughs> not really. Or we, we we had a season, but it was on. Uh, it was like we would have online school, and then we would come to practice. Okay, okay, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I feel like that season just shows like even like the in game reps are just so much more important. Yeah, it right? was like it was a forgettable season. I can't lie. Yeah, mm-hmm. like because there's no one like you know over here like trying to like really prove himself against another team or like it was just inner competition because mm-hmm. i don't even think there was a a club season right before that was we were just we were just we were just practicing oh That's i mean all like, we did. but no yeah, tournaments but right i think yeah. only 18s had that uh-huh. option so i go but they traveled far yeah tournaments it was it was a weird time and i know like a lot of my friends didn't even want to like pursue volleyball anymore after that mm-hmm. and i think that can relate to like many people across like different sports and stuff um but i think that school season kind of just got us back in the gym you know got us back into shape because like we were all over the place um to basically get ready for senior year yeah i think that's how we kind of treated it like okay this season really isn't going to go anywhere you know but but that year we did go pretty far in mbells yeah, we we played second. We should have, I think, could have possibly in the right circumstances took first. That yeah. team was a really solid team still, I'd say, because we still had most of our seniors, and then me and him, um, we were like on and off the bench still. Our grades were, we don't have to get into that. That's why we have to be student athletes. But <coughs> you know, COVID was hard. Yeah. It was hard on all of us. Yeah. But going throughout season, it was just 
we had a solid team. We tried our best. So what was like senior year then? Oh, I was it was all or nothing. I I can speak. I don't know if I'm just speaking for myself, yeah. but it was all from all or nothing. Like we had to put all our cards on our table and just give it our all. And if if we didn't have a card that someone did have, we just had to learn it, mm-hmm. right? Like a news. I think. Oh, this is going into like how we joined Kona's team in the first place. Yeah, right. He was so he was trying to get us all on one team. Yeah. So uh, before our 18s year, I think even I surprisingly was thinking about joining a different club, which I know sounds like crazy in hindsight, but you know it's like it's a conversation that a lot of club athletes have now i think like people are always trying to look out for themselves but going to uc elite tryouts and going to other clubs tryouts after talking with coach conan and like really seeing what his plans were because i at this point i didn't really know him and so seeing what his plans were with our offense and how he would take this team to the next level that conversation literally changed everything Mm -hmm. for all of us and for all of us and actually like so, two of my closest friends from childhood, uh, Arya and Parth, they also were thinking about joining a different club. And after that conversation with Conan, I literally told them, I was like, guys, like, you can join whichever club you want, but trust me, you're not going to grow as much as you will here. And that was putting blind faith into Coach Conan. Mm-hmm. Like, because of the stuff that he told me that day at tryouts in like a five-minute conversation, I told them, like, guys, go anywhere else, but I guarantee you I'm going to be better than you guys at the end of this club season. Mm. <laughs> and then that was also, that. you know, like, I think Jonah also wanted to join a different club. He was, like, on the fence, and I told him, yeah, like, I, I've never – that was the first year I came to this club. Yeah. It, it was really a news saying, like, yo, you need to come to this club. Like, I promise you we have the talent. We have the pieces. You're a player that wants to get better. We could do this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, you sold me. So, like, when we were inside and Conan was just, you know, telling us on spot, oh, you can make the team. Go ahead. You want to make the team? You got to let me know right now. I remember Conan was like, yeah, do you want to make the team? I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> he told me, yeah, that was a quick response. I like it. Mm-hmm. I'll see you next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> that's yeah. how it went. Like, yeah. And, uh, um, you know, I've, I've always been, like, someone that wants it to be all about my friends and, like, not only about me. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, like, I wanted two of my closest friends from childhood on my team. I wanted Jonah on my team because we had all those high school experiences together. And to have that senior season together, I felt like, would be the most valuable to me, no matter how we did. And I knew that uh, the team that we had was really talented, and I wanted to make sure that, you know, not only am I going to maximize my potential, but I want all these guys to follow the lead and really maximize their own potential as well yeah Yeah, i like what you said about having that blind faith in your coach in conan you know because especially when coaches are passionate about what they do and you could just tell in you'll get that vibe of like okay i I really want to play for you you know i think you're gonna push me to be a better player and then sometimes sometimes it's really hard for athletes to have that trust get that you know what I mean or Mm -hmm. like sometimes they're like afraid to get pushed and be uncomfortable but Mm -hmm. that's when you grow the most as Mm -hmm. an athlete you know because I feel like Conan he was just from the blind side yeah I just didn't know 
who this guy was speaking into me like in a chill voice like <laughs> yeah you can make the team man i was like okay yeah sure uh, yeah it really did take that blind faith yeah now i think about it mm -hmm. like all of us were there right time and then we just went with it yeah and i think pieces. also like even prior to that with coach randall because he was my main coach like because i was at logan and you know for club and for club right, yeah so i knew that he trusted me and i knew that if he trusts coach conan to coach us and coach me oh yeah then right. i knew that like okay we're going into something that is like kind of like a pipeline like yeah. you go into the after that season you're going to school season and randall has you ready like you know, like, Randall has a ready product that he can just plug and play. E even so, he, like, went to some of our games, too. Yeah, and so that's why I really wanted Jonah, too, because, again, he wasn't at the – none of us were at our max Peak. potential. Yeah, and, yeah. and I knew that if we all played together, even if – you know, because at boys, you have a lot of, like, different forces coming in, different egos. Even with that, I feel like our team was able to achieve a lot of success. If you had a – yeah, it – I feel like at the end of our season, we could have done a little bit better. Just COVID was a bad thing, a bad <laughs> time. <laughs> Everyone was just going through it. We could have ranked higher, I'd say. I mean, part of it is like having to rebuild the chemistry too or create the chemistry with the team. Yeah. And it, sometimes it takes – it might take multiple seasons and ha having to try and do that within one season is a lot. I think yeah. it's doable if p people are willing to – kind of put their egos aside or, you know, like try and figure out what's going to be best for the team, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess as you guys wrapped up your 18 season, getting ready for high school senior year, you know, everyone, everyone always talks about, you know, wanting to finish on top and have a really good season. Like, what was that like for you guys? Uh, it was all right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's all I can say but it was alright I mean we had um, it's just the same thing I think almost every team I was on was just a rebuild team but I just I tried to deliver what I could it, under the circumstances that we had I think I did the not the best I could have done probably because Anuj was coming off an injury that, that was my captain that was my dog mm -hmm. right that was the guy that always told me hey don't, don't worry about this you got it and me learning that new part of how to be a captain, I was like, no, I don't know. I, it's too much, right? It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of, like, new experiences. Uh, at our last club tournament at the championships, I ended up tearing my ACL in a collision, which was so stupid. Right, and that was the tournament where we could have at least been stayed in. I think we could have been in gold. We could have finished yeah. in gold, right? Like, the next, the game after I got injured was, like, was Apache. our game to move up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um... You know, I ended up getting injured. I thought it was just like a little sprain. <laughs> That's what the, the trainer at the tournament told me was a little sprain. And I was like, all right, bet. Like, I'm good for <laughs> school season, you know? Like, yeah. it's all good. Um, but, like, a couple weeks later, I ended up getting the results that I tore my ACL, tore my meniscus. And then that S tournament, everyone also walked away with COVID. Yeah. I don't even remember that. So, like, period. that was – it was, like, it was so weird, like – just the time was just off for it's us time, yeah. um but going into the school season you know I, I couldn't stay away from volleyball uh so i was always there for jonah and the other captain justin and i kind of just wanted to tell them like yo even though i'm not on the court with you guys like i want you guys to remember like how i lead led you guys 
um, during our club season because I feel like they were put into a different situation. So was I. And it was a time where we had to act really fast because mm-hmm. our expectations going into that season were high because, you know, we have a young team and we were uh, all playing club. Almost the entire team was playing yeah, club. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a breeze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, I go down and Jonah and Justin have to take on a new role. And then, and then I also had to take on a new role where I was – you know, I couldn't even, I could barely even walk, mm-hmm. but I had to help my team kind of be level-headed because ultimately it was really hard when we were losing. You yeah, know? yeah. I think it's crazy that you guys talk about, you know, roles and finding a role. I mean, we, we had a episode topic about that and, you know, the adjustment, it, it could be hard, yeah. but I think when you do it the right way and you're you have the support of your teammates, your coaches, there's always a way to figure out what you can do, you know, whether it's being injured or stepping into new uh, roles to step up, you know, like I feel like there's just different experiences that you take from that and you're able to pass that on, which carries into like, um, into coaching. And we'll we'll talk a little more about that later on. But um, with that senior season, you know, I guess if you categorize that as like a rebuild, like what what's like one thing you guys took out of it? At least at least one positive. I learned to just keep a smile. Yeah. Like it's different now that like I'm a coach, but uh, as a player on the team, you really just have to keep a smile on, right? Focus on the next point because I always tell my kids now there's always another point, another game, another set all ahead of you as long as you just keep a smile. And if you firmly believe that, you can also make it to the next level. You just have that thought. It's always another point. There's always another set, and there's always another game. You can only make it far, yeah. right? That's all you can do. Yeah, for sure. Something I came out with that was, like, just to be grateful for everything. Because I went from, you know, being in the gym, jumping, out, like, jumping, hitting, and then all of a sudden I couldn't even – I was, like, on crutches, you know? Mm, and yeah. so I think a lot of athletes do end up going through that, going through injuries. And so it was really hard for me to – realize that it's not just me going through that and I think you know with teammates like Jonah and other teammates on varsity I was able to really overcome that because I could help them out it it kind of affected us all we were going into that season really sad that he wasn't there Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think like you know one thing I've always told my players that go through some of these setbacks I always tell them you know this is a minor setback for mm-hmm. a major comeback yeah. Oh. and yeah like I That's also cool. had a, a girl that you know she tore her ACL her her freshman year playing basketball and uh, that was during the COVID season so sophomore year she had to sit out um, she was actually one of my managers this is a Sierra so shout out to Sierra <laughs> <laughs> but she came back this junior season and you know just seeing her get back on the on the court and do what she was doing like I was really proud uh, because coming back from injuries like that like there's a mental aspect to it you know and I remember when I was going through it like I didn't have anyone that understood what I was going through except for one coach Mm -hmm. and he was the one that was really like you're gonna get through this and like I just had to like trust him and you know he looked out for me and I wanted to come back early I actually got cleared I was working my butt off I was going to 
physical therapy 5 a.m. in the morning right before school because I had other stuff after school that I wanted to do and he looked out for me and was like don't come back too early because you could re-injure yourself and I was like okay like I guess I'll just keep working out with the team instead and not not play that my my sophomore year and then I was just kind of like well maybe there's something bigger picture and for me it was going into coaching you know and for me I see it as like a blessing in disguise and I got to start off young kind of like you guys I was in your shoes where you guys started coaching right out of high school but how did that opportunity come for you guys because for me my coach my varsity coach was like hey stay since you're you're gonna be around anyways like do you want to take over like the it was the freshman team first for me wait while you were in high school like my senior year I was finishing up yeah and because I know like senior year seniors usually would dip out as soon as their season (laughs) was done but my sister was still playing so I had to wait for her anyways but Uh, uh, my varsity coach uh, yeah like since you're already here like just do this this and this I'm like okay (laughs) and I ended up loving it so much I started with summer camp stuff then we went to like a summer tournament and then come coach the freshman team so that's how I got started yeah yeah I think um super grateful that UCLA even offered the opportunity to coach uh didn't really know what we were getting into you know because I think we think as athletes coming in I think we thought coaching was super easy just like you know (laughs) telling them yeah like what to do where to go um but we were able to learn the intricacies and I think that's what's so good about the coaches here it's like no matter who I'm with I'm always learning something from them um I think both of us got lucky because we are assisting coach Oliver and he's like one of the most senior coaches here if not the senior coach here mm-hmm. and so you know he really took us under our uh, under his wing and um you know being able to learn like what coaches are doing rather than how we were used to like being the athlete it's so different and i think that's such a cool like thing that we're able to learn right now i wanted to ask how did you get into coaching like that's a personal question because I never. Did you always think it was an option or? Uh, well, after I got injured, because <laughs> I'm gonna say you're you're similar to Stacey. Yeah. So yeah. after yeah, so after I got injured, um, my, I felt like my volleyball story wasn't like complete. Like I don't know, it just it just like felt weird. You still weird. wanted to keep. You still needed to be around the court. Like yeah. Around volleyball, like it just like that chapter like ended too fast and I like I, I needed to like finish it off somehow and um, obviously I couldn't play right after like I s- like it's been a year and I can now almost play yeah we were eligible bro we were young enough that's the crazy part yeah I wasn't gonna reclass <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah. but I think the opportunity landed where I was staying home for college uh, I was able to you know look for a job and honestly i i, I thought about coaching because i saw other se- uh, other seniors like for example like coach alex being able to coach um just an assistant coach and i thought that that was like the coolest thing mm-hmm. because i was someone who was watching a lot of film i was watching a lot of volleyball and i think uh i was able to 
I wanted to be able to use that and use it in the way where I could, you know, design my own team or design my own plays. And I thought that coaching was like the best opportunity for that at that time. Yeah, that's cool. How about you, Jonah? Uh, I mean, I was in high school, and this is the year when you and uh, you and Matt stopped coaching the girls for mm-hmm. Logan. That's right, yeah. So I was just in high school, and, you know, I was a senior. We had COVID, so we had no hours, but they were threatening us, like, oh, you need your hours, you need community service. So I was like, all right, I'm going to hit up Randall. Hey, Randall, like, can I be your assistant, or, like, can I be your manager or anything? Like, I just need hours. And he was like, yeah, you can come by. We start um, our tryouts this week. I was like, okay, wow, right before school. <laughs> so we just jumped in. I went with it. I was over here. Stays, I was posting on the account, too. Like, I yeah. had to make the posts and yeah. everything like that. Um, just being around that team, even for tournaments, you know, taking all their stats, you know, doing the numbers. And, like, even here now, like, you know, Randall was asking, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to put – like, I was just trying to, like, get an ear for, like, how he was doing the lineups. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was so interesting just being around the court when I was still having to play this season in club. Yeah, like it's the best time I could just you know still be around the court and learn something. Yeah, and for our listeners that don't know, both Coach Anuj and Jonah, um, during the boys' season, their teams received bids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think just seeing how you guys are a part of the coaching staff and getting that experience, like it's it's valuable, especially mm-hmm. to have a mentor. You know, um, I always talk about Coach Harper being my mentor who took me under his wing and being able to kind of form my own identity as a coach, but also being influenced by all my past coaches, you know, like, man, I had some coaches that were like to the extreme where they're like Mm -hmm. hardcore dictatorship type thing to like coaches like Harper, who was like super understanding. And like, I had to find my like medium with it, you know, like how did you guys, start to develop your own like coaching style and and yeah. all that so mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of funny because um i was also just thinking about that because my boys team that i was coaching is 17 so actually like a lot of them i played varsity with <laughs> a lot of them were on I the about they that. were on the bench with him when he tore his acl uh-huh. yeah. so when he was over here telling us what to do on the bench being injured those were the kids that he was going to end up coaching yeah so it was like a f- it was kind of like I was their friend, but I was also their coach. And I think they were they were such angels because they um, they respected how I used to play. They knew how I used to play. And they were able to, even though like I'm like their older brother or I'm like their friend, they were still able to respect me in a, in a coaching way. And I, I, I really thank them for that because I can understand how hard it is to coach to get coached by someone who's like two years older than you yeah because especially in a high school like everyone's pretty much the same age like like they we act like we're the same age even if we're underclassmen or upperclassmen so but but going into my girl season i was really unsure because they're 14 and so the age gap is there but it's definitely not as much as uh the girls and oliver coach oliver's age gap so i think the biggest thing is finding the difference of how to coach boys and then how to coach girls because <laughs> boys want you to be as hard on you uh, on them as as you can because they they want people to tell them like do this or I'm or I'm going to do this like that's how they want to be coached but I've noticed that with girls you have to be like way more understanding you have to explain things further 
because it's definitely more psychological. And with that, uh, they also, the girls, for my, like my girls, I like to have fun with them when Oliver is coaching them because I'm like the good cop. Oliver's kind of like the bad <laughs> yeah. cop, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but going into, I'm glad that Oliver gives me opportunities to head coach them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I have to head coach, now I can't be that good cop because ultimately the leadership role is on, on me. Mm-hmm. So finding a balance of, you know, being fun and friendly, but also being able to lead the team has been like not a challenge, but I'd say a kind of like an objective of mine where I need to find how to keep all the girls on board, but also make it in a fun kind of like manner. Because at the end of the day, volleyball is a game, right? Mm-hmm. Volleyball is something that shouldn't be taken too serious because ultimately if everyone on the team is taking it too serious then it's not fun anymore yeah and i think that gets lost um because so many people are trying to get to nationals or so many people are trying to get to the college level but i think for me and for like a lot of my friends volleyball was kind of like an outlet um it was just mainly you know to get out out of the house get out of like the like the school environment and get those like four hour, four to six hours in the gym where I can just have fun with my friends or, you know, just take out my anger on a ball, you know, <laughs> like just just hitting the ball. <laughs> exactly what it was. And so, like, I I really value, you know, that type of athlete because they're able to have mental stability outside of the outside of school, outside of their home, and that's ultimately what volleyball is like for me. That's what it's all about. Because I also learned how to be, you know, I've learned how to talk. I've learned how to uh, communicate with coworkers or teammates. And obviously, that's a really good trait to have on the court. But looking at it in hindsight, it's helped me so much in my life. And I think that a lot of people need to realize, like, what team sports really do for you. Offer, yeah, they yeah. really do offer, like, just a life beyond the court. Yeah. That you learn how to negotiate, talk talk for yourself yeah. you know support other people yeah you know and i'm glad that a lot of athletes are getting this outlet because especially with all the stuff that's going on right now you know like all the mental health like crises crises and stuff yeah, especially so nearby near our area yeah right. so it's good because athletes are statistically you know supposed to have more mental stability and i'm glad that i can encourage that or i can be a part of something why athletes are or people are able to be better people on and off the court yeah Yeah. i like that yeah um for my mentors yeah i think it's just like you know randall um oliver i picked up as much as i could from him he was great he was great to coach with i can't lie though he's like every time i went to go coach with him it was just a fun experience it was like the same role bad cop good cop I feel like this year or this season for my girls team, I'm more of the bad cop. Stacy, who um, is coaching with me, she's more of the good cop. The girls always say like, "Oh yeah, I love Stacy more." I don't know <laughs> if I'm good cop though because I know I no, wait, wait. I torture <laughs> no, but I do yeah. torture the team like, <laughs> like yeah. conditioning wise, and yeah. I'm like, and they still like me. I'm like, maybe I it's don't just know. like maybe <laughs> it's just like I don't know. I'm always on them with the little things. I think I'm starting to learn that if. Like, you know, I learned from Oliver the two things that we can control 
we just should just control them. It's our serves and our mentality. Um, at that point, anything else you just have to work hard for, mm-hmm. right? The other things is just something that you really can't control, so you have to hold it down. So if the girls are over here in my practice just not trying their best during their serves, but like, you know, just certain progressions, um, I have to get on them. You know, you know, you're gonna practice, or you're gonna play how you practice. If you're playing sloppy, then your muscle memory is just gonna let you play sloppy in game. So that's why, like now, I'm learning to be more strict um, rather than lenient with the kids when they're just messing around. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think we sh- we share that experience where like we are still finding that balance. Yeah, um, and um, I'm glad that I have we can have these conversations like me and. For us, it was easy, right? Like, um, when we were in 18th year, I think, like, finding the reps and making the most out of our time, while at the same time having fun with your friends was, like, the easiest part. Yeah. The hardest part was just taking in the game plan and putting it into our situation. Yeah. Right? Like, for me, when I was playing, I was always someone, like, I think Jonah can back me up. Like, I was always screaming at practice just for fun. Like, I would just be be laughing. Um, But I still say this, like, when you're touching that ball, like I want you to take that rep serious as like as serious as you can, right? Because it affects the whole team. Yeah, and I don't care like if you're having fun, like if you're like you know having fun with your teammates, but if you can take your rep serious to a point where everything matters on the court, mm-hmm. then it it doesn't matter because um, I think people get mad at kids for like goofing off and stuff but that was who i was you know that's like (laughs) that's the teammate i was even though i was a captain i would i would want to have fun so i I think going on to that i think that just revolves around discipline yeah right just knowing when it's time to be serious on the court yeah and my best friend aria uh when we used to scrimmage in, in 18s we would always be on different teams and i think no matter what day it was we would always be talking trash across the <laughs> yeah. net and it was like serious stuff um but right after the scrimmage was over like we would go back to being friends like n- like nothing ever happened and i think like the friendships that i've made from volleyball and the last couple years have been so important because i know that these are friends that i can count on for the rest of my life and i think that more parents and more athletes need to understand that the decisions they make whether it's to like to play club or not like it really feeds into how their life is outside of volleyball outside of uc elite um yeah no yeah i'm trying to think if like that adds on to like anything no yeah that's it like you know transitioning to be a coach i'd say wasn't wasn't that bad because i feel like I don't know about you and news, but this option has always been in my mind. Like, that's why when you said, oh, yeah, I'm going to become a coach. I was like, oh, dude, let me see if I can get a job there, too. <laughs> right. So I think going into it, I was like not as scared, a little bit more nervous about what the type of person or coach I would want to be already thinking about that. Mm. So when I was just going around, like, you know, even now I'm like learning as much as I can, like as from any coaches, it's just trial and error. And so like the coaches are already far ahead of me. I'm just trying to learn like, oh. What do you do? Or like, what drills do you do? Or what kind of drills can I have that are fun? But at the same time, the girls are going to learn something. Yeah. Right? I think like, Coach Conan was like so important as a player because he really opened my eyes as to like, 
even if I don't jump as an outside, I can get kills. You know, like he was the one that really showed me that no matter what you do, if as long as you're seeing what you're doing, as long as you're using your head, you can get that. You can get that kill. You can, you know, really like tear up defenses. Right. No that matter what defense is presented. And so because he was like so like easily accessible, even till this day as a coach, I'm still talking to him. You know, like just recently we went up to Reno for a tournament as a road trip. So me and him like had a blast. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the entire car ride up there, the four hours, like we were just we were just talking volleyball and I really value those conversations, especially with someone who's, you know, played at the collegiate level and has been coaching for so long. So really, like, picking his brain has been so, like, cool to me. And I think, like, he's been the biggest mentor no mm -hmm. matter what. And I feel like I don't appreciate him enough or I don't tell him I appreciate him enough. Yeah, but, but if you're listening to this, <laughs> yeah. oh, you, you know, know he's going to listen <laughs> to originally, <laughs> originally, he was our coach. Mm -hmm. You know, coming from that perspective of, perspective of being a player versus being a coach yeah i'd always admire how he coached us yeah for sure right him him and over because here and there over would be like you know uh, scrimmaging us yeah and um you know i would camille would always invite me to their practices his daughter and you know me and camille would just be messing it up against his team <laughs> so and like you know i, I take little pointers from both of them i was always telling my friends like yo i want to play for coach oliver one day and I never got the opportunity yeah, to. I told him that last week, you know? Yeah. yeah, I never got the opportunity to, but I'm glad that as a coach, I'm able to fulfill that role, you know, yeah. learn under him no matter what, even if I can't play right now. Um, but yeah, he's been, he, he's like a father figure to everyone. I think like, even to me, like he reminds me of my dad because my dad was the one that got me into volleyball. So him and my dad kind of share some traits. So I'm always, you know, all, all, all years open to both. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty much how it goes. Yeah. I think. Yeah, so I guess, you know, wrapping up with our girls season, like what are some things that you know, you're looking forward to hoping any hopes for finishing the season and all that? Yeah, so my girls are going to compete in the regional championships this weekend, and so I think we're on our way to getting our bid if everything goes well. So uh, ultimately, my first year would be two bids, if all goes well. <laughs> all <laughs> thanks to you know Coach Oliver and his teams. Yeah. But I've been. It's been an honor to be a part of it. To be a part of such high quality volleyball has also been like humbling because I've been able to learn so much from even the 14 year olds. Like I've been able to learn how they're seeing the game versus how I see the game, right? And there's a huge difference, but some things, like, girls are just known to be better defensively, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, some things that I've seen from them that I didn't even know when I was playing, you know? Like, that that's the type of stuff that I think coaches need to understand that their players also teach them so much, right? And I think... Um, I've been able to learn so much from them, and I'm so glad that I have a good team that's willing to have fun, that's willing to, you know, take volleyball serious at the right times. And it's been it's been an honor to be a part of that. With that them. whole process. Yeah. That's cool. How about you, Jonah? Oh, uh, for me, <laughs> I'm just focusing on my boys' team, and 
my girls team. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Like my boys team when we're going into nationals or or Florida, because yeah. yeah, this year we're going to Florida for AAU tournament. Um, I'm just hoping to just show out, do our best, and help these boys see the competition that's out there, mm-hmm. and see if they want to like you know start building off and seeing what level they want to play at, what goals they want to reach. Yeah, try to help them as much as I can, and then uh, for my girls, just start ranking up higher, just improving like. You know, just figuring out more game plans and more ideas to help them out as much as I can. And, yeah, just teach them more about volleyball. That's all. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Before we start wrapping up the episode, I'd say if you guys could share, like, either favorite highlights as a player and then any favorite highlights this past season coaching. Oh, let me go. Yeah, you got it. I can't (laughs) think. All right, my favorite highlight. This is with Coach Conan again. So he was, we were down, I think, I think in a game that we really needed to rank up into, I think going into silver, I think, right? Because we were, we, in the beginning of the season, we started off low. So this is like a random tournament in the middle of the season. It was somewhere far, like passing like mm. Half Moon Bay. Some oh. random tournament. And I was like, okay, so we needed this game. It was like, the, the points were like, it was like 23-17. Yeah. And then we just were missing some offense. Like, our defense was there. We were just missing some offense. Then Cunnan was just waiting for the right time to put me in, right? As soon as I think Aria went front row, mm-hmm. right? Aria was getting really tired in the front row. So then, you know, Cunnan was saying, oh, yeah, Jonah, as soon as you go in there, I don't care what you do, just swing crazy on that ball. Like, just show them what you can do. Whether it goes in or out, just make these kids scared, right? Just show them what you can hit or where you can hit. Switch up the offense. And then mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I got it, coach. I went in. I remember as soon as I went, I was like, yo, Parth, Parth is our friend, right? He's our setter. I was like, Parth, set me no matter what. I don't care what it is. Just get it in the air. I'm going to kill this ball. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then Parth starts laughing. He's like, all right. You know, it's a, it's a serious situation. But we just knew, like, you know, that blind trust. We worked on this for hours. And then so the ball comes over. It's a bad pass. And he still, he rips a hut. He just sh- shoots it out. And then I just go up and I template it. Even though, even though, like, sometimes the ref would say, like, oh, you know, it's in or out. Like, that time was the time where our ref was like, oh, that's out. I vividly remember that moment where it was in and our team was like, no. Guys, that was in. Come on. Like, stop trolling us. That <laughs> was in. And then, whether it was in or not, I knew I scared those kids, so I got my job done. And then, um, as a coach, my favorite moment, I'd say. How about you go ahead and say your favorite moment as a player first, and then I'll go back to my – or we'll go back to our moments as favorite as coaches. Oh. <sighs> Man, I can't think. Um, but right, there's a lot to think of. Yeah, yeah that's just one moment that I really like. No, that was really me. good. But, but I think personally, like, just our practices in our 18s year as a whole were just like such good times. Mm-hmm. I think we all like came in with good spirits. Like we would be dancing in the weight room. Like mm-hmm. it was just stupid. But at the end of the day, we were getting our jobs done, and like. You could see progress no matter what. And I feel like that's so hard to, like, come across because we see teams now that, like, yeah, like, they're goofing off, but are they are they getting the same quality of volleyball that we were getting in? Probably not because it takes a team of a, a bunch of different leaders to have that type of output. Like, no matter what you guys are doing, whether you're having fun or not, like, if you guys are taking your reps serious, like, it means so much and right. you guys really go far yeah because i mean going into our 18th year we didn't like we had the pieces but we weren't 
polished. We were like yeah. dirt, not even diamond yet. Like, you know, we were going in there. We had the tall kids. We just less experienced. Yeah. It was Jodo's first year going into actual club. Yeah. Right. So he was our middle. Jodo was our middle. Justin Odo, he was um, our 6'6 six, six middle. And then we had like, you know, a, a bunch of other players that only played high school. But then we were thinking like, oh, yeah, we had something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think, and also I think we all kind of had a belief, like going back to it, we all had a belief into it, and because of that, we were all able to put our minds together and put our bodies in and like really commit to what we wanted to go out of. Can I tell you my favorite memory of you? Sure. During <laughs> okay, <laughs> like my favorite memory of you was, I think the time where oh, there's two. Okay, so there's a time where um you. I guess one of the kids we were going against, it was the tournament in San Mateo, I think, mm-hmm. uh, where we had a power outage right before that, oh, okay. right? You were bouncing out of your mind, right? You, I just told you, I was like, dude, you're jumping out of your mind right now. Just kill that ball, yeah. right? And then he was like, oh, yeah, I got you. Like, almost the same story as me and Conan, right? <laughs> <laughs> so bro goes in, right? Um, all he needs is a pass because this kid, we're, we're setting up, I think the offense we're running is perimeter, right? So... There's no way this guy was going to swing line with our 6'6 six, six middle and then our 6'3 right side, right? So this guy's going to swing hard angle into Nuj. <laughs> and Nuj knew he just had to get that pass, right? <laughs> Bro, when he was about to pass, he just it, the ball just hit his head. I was like, yeah, nice bounce on Nuj. And maybe it wasn't you, but it was, it was anyway, a nice bounce. I have to clear that up because if you look at the video of that, it doesn't look like it, but it hit. Our right side Cody's block. It literally went off his fingers like in the softest touch <laughs> and it diverted to my face. And it was the like Okay. It was so well, that awkward. was that was my favorite memory. Yeah, no, it was fun. And it, I live for those moments. Because you remember that. Like yeah. I was like, bro, just kill that ball. What are you doing? Just, all you gotta do is get that pass. We set up the plan. Yeah, I live for those moments and that leads me into my favorite coaching memory. Um it was at <laughs> NorCal winter kickoff. And we were playing against, uh, I think, NorCal 2s. It was an intense game. I think it was, like, the, thir- the third set. So we're in a third set game. Um, and all of a sudden, I'm, like, looking at I- – I was head coaching. I think Oliver was on a cruise. And so, like, I'm, like, out here oh, stressed out. Yeah. I'm out here stressed out. Uh, so I'm looking at, you know, where my girls are, like, the game's going on. And then all of a sudden, from the corner of my eye, I see the middle, the other team's <laughs> middle – hit and the ball goes flying straight at me right? <laughs> he broke out a magnet in his head <laughs> and like and i as a player like usually i should be ready for that type of stuff like oh i can just move out no, but you're co- it's different when you're a coach it's different yeah and so i i wasn't even looking and then i i look i try to get out the way and it ends up hitting me in my <laughs> private pr- area Bro, that's and crazy. It looks so funny, and my entire team, who was on the floor, just drops to the floor and starts laughing. And I think that was, like, the biggest momentum shift because we were, like, on, like, a two- or three-point, like, like, like lose streak. Uh-huh. And after that, we ended up winning the third set. And the parents were all laughing. Like, it was all, it was all good. So and solid, yeah. those are the type of moments I live for because – it really brings everyone together, and I don't mind being the one that, you know, gets hit by the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if you get hit by a ball, you just got to play it off like, oh, that was soft. Yeah. Like, if I were hitting, you'd be in danger. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the mindset. Um, I think my favorite memory coaching was at Far Westerns for my boys' tournament. Uh, it was coaching with Coach Alex. 
I love coaching with Oliver, but Coach Alex, we, me and her just had a blast just laughing on the bench and yeah. just coaching. Um, that's pretty much There's nothing specific. It was just the energy was there. Everyone wanted to end off their boys' season before they went into school season on a high note. And we were just playing the best. It was the first time where, like, I kind of had the authority to, like, um, really p- spend time and think about the lineups, um, tell, give these kids feedback in the middle of the game, and I just loved it. Like, the energy was there. Yeah. That was my favorite memory. Nice. Well, I think this is going to wrap up our episode, and I'm pretty sure we're going to have you guys back on another episode. Maybe we could do, like, a topic next time. But mm. I really enjoyed hearing your guys' stories, all the laughs in this episode. Mm. I honestly don't think I've laughed this much in an episode yet. So you guys are <laughs> setting that bar pretty I mean, because we're like, we're like brothers. Like, yeah. this is what yeah. we do on and off the court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Uh, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We also have our Instagram now. So be sure to follow it. And we'll see you on our next episode. Thank you. Peace.